Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening. How are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the only dedicated show to women's football on national radio. Freezing, absolutely Baltic outside over the weekend. The weather impacting this weekend's WSL fixtures as well. Chelsea survived a scare against Reading to remain top of the WSL table. Cuthbert again, they've worked that brilliantly. Cuthbert's cross is good and the header is excellent. Chankovic at it again, and Chelsea running away with it. The spoils were shared in the Manchester derby as both sides looked to mount title challenges this year. Great ball to the near post, allowed to bounce, and City have their equaliser. It's turned in from close range, and Manchester City level. And we'll review an incredible year for the Lionesses and discuss whether they could end next year as world champions. All to come on Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Carruthers. I'm Mary Earps. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. Ah, it's absolutely freezing. I hope you're having a good Monday. I hope you enjoyed the weekend as well. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. It's Shabam with you. In for Faye Carruthers, this is our last Women's Football Weekly of the year. Good to have you with us. I'm pleased to say we're joined by an absolute Republic of Ireland and Aston Villa legend, Rusha Littlejohn. Hi. Oh, hello there. That was a lovely welcome that was. <laughs> um, someone else typed that, not me. Oh, really? Um, we have to um, just mention before we move forward that somebody was on the Aston Villa Christmas night out last night and might be feeling a little bit tender, weren't we? Listen, where did you go? Like, what do you do in a football team night out? Um, and can you tell us any secrets? Well, Remy, actually, club captain, organised it. We went to Flight Club in Birmingham, which was fun, but it was sad because it's a Sunday, so it was it closed quite early. So we were papped out of there, then we went to a wee place called Dirty Martini, and then we were papped out of there <laughs> again. And ended up in uh, Alicia's uh, apartment, um, which was all fun and games. 
Um, Alicia Lehman, by the way, um, who plays for Aston Villa, uh, winger, uh, Swiss International, um, has just reached 10 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. I saw the balloons picture this morning. Does she get a lot of attention when she's out? Yeah, you always get someone that will notice her. But yeah, but yeah. She's Is it good. mainly a man? A lot of the time. Yeah. You, you, you do get some females too, quite a lot of females, because I guess people probably look up to her because she's quite hot. It's, yeah. it's funny because last night actually watching the game in the house, um, being able to watch it. By the way, we're going to go through the Aston Villa Arsenal game uh, a little bit later. After sure. we get all the juicy gossip. After, after, after we get the most important things out of the way. This and fans love this. Football fans love this insight. Um, but yeah, even, even Riva, my daughter, who's three and a half, was going, ooh, Elsa. Ooh, oh, Elsa. Yeah. Um, Alicia <laughs> Lehman. So she is, she kind of, she is a, the the prospect at the moment in the WSL. 10 million followers, I could only imagine. Um, shall we go to what happened with Chelsea last night? Like you say, you've not been you knee deep me. in football. <laughs> you tell me what happened. An interesting <laughs> game, actually, at Kings Meadow, because um, Chelsea started uh, strong, as usual. Uh, Frank Kirby uh, scored the first goal. Now, it was offside. It was, I actually watched the game and I went, was it off? Saw it back. The referee didn't see it, missed it. Um, and of course, she capitalised and got the goal. There were two more goals from Chelsea in the first half. And then come back the second half, Reading scored two goals. Um, so something's obviously going to miss there. Emma Hayes did make some changes, but that's not that's not good for Chelsea, is it? That would be a bit of a shock to their system. No, but it can happen. They've went three goals up and obviously they're probably thinking job done and they've switched off a little. So it's quite natural. But yeah, Emma Hayes, I'm sure, will be disappointed that they switched off and then obviously she'll be looking at the changes she made going, was it, did that play a part in it too? But at the end of the day, they went and got the job done. We we, we bit of a scary moment, I'd say, in there. But then they've managed to sort of get, 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 get to the end and they've won the game, so it doesn't really matter. Well, does it? Does it not matter? I mean, I mean... Well, no, because well, it's different if they if, if they drew the game or ended up getting beat. Yes, obviously it matters, but I'm sure they've got a wee fright and lesson learned. And look, it's not going to be always plain sailing, is it? Like through these games, um, but they've got the job done. So yeah, fair play to Reading actually coming back into the game. And when you look at the table, it's a it's a missed opportunity for them, especially with, uh, I would say, Frank Kirby's goal was offside. I'm sure the majority of uh, football fans will agree mm -hmm. with me on that. Um, but it takes them up to 10 from the table that it's seven points Brighton below them as well it's just what is what is going on there we'll get to Brighton's game a little bit later on but Reading a team that are the only non-Premier League owned team mm -hmm. in the Women's Super League what do you see for them and what should their ambitions be? Look Reading have, um, they've always been there or thereabouts they're normally almost a, a mid-table club um, I remember there was one season where they were really they were really pushing and and then after that it just kind of fell away again and again. Um, but we've, we've never seen one like this before so far down the table. Mm. But I think they'll take a lot of um, what we call it like after after yesterday's game. I'm sure they'll take a lot of confidence from that. Going well, we've we've put two goals by Chelsea. We got ourselves back in the game. Um, so I think they'll take a lot from that. But when I look at their squad, I know there was a lot of changes in the summer. But I look at their team and they've got a very good team. They've got some really good players in there, um, like Tash so Dowie. Yeah, like experience, she scores goals. Mm. They've got uh, Emma Mitchell at the back, who's now their captain. Um, so she shows what quality and leadership skills she's got. And But there's a few good players in there that I'm like, they, they, I'm sure the second half of the season, they will get more points on the board and we'll see them climb the table again. 
um, but where will they finish I'm not sure yeah up in 10th I said we'd reflect on Brighton's game a little bit later on but that was one of the games actually affected uh, by the weather uh, Brighton Everton was postponed yesterday as was Liverpool against Leicester let's go into a bit more detail about Chelsea having Emma Hayes back you would have missed this yesterday because um, it was the funnily enough the pre-match interview on Sky during the Arsenal Villa game and it was reflecting on her being back uh, at work following her hysterectomy and be back at work and actually she said in the interview I'm actually I'm glad to be alive oh wow and I'm okay. oh wow and then off the back of it Karen Carney was in the studio uh, Caroline the host asked her you know we didn't really realize it was that bad but Karen had said she'd got used to the pain so much that she was in but it just shows you how strong Emma Hayes is isn't it and now she's back at work and and, and just leading this team to great things. And she sees this as the strongest team that she's ever had. Oh, really? Did she say that? She'd said that a couple of weeks ago okay. when she came back. It's This team is on another level, one of the strongest teams I've ever managed. So do you think that when you look at Chelsea? I think when you look at their squad, it's, it's quite frightening. I've not seen a lot of the, the new signings they brought in, a few of the younger girls. Mm. I've not seen loads of them right now. But obviously, you know what Emma did, so it's like the same with Lauren James. Like she beds them in. She, she doesn't, you know, play them right away. I think she she develops them. She'll probably put them through their paces at training, and she obviously wants them to be a certain way before they always um, like take them to the field and start in eleven. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've got a frightening squad. Helena Kankovic got a brace Kankovic. yesterday. Right. Um, again, it just shows you these these up and coming talents coming through. You know, so much competition in that squad now. That's the thing. Everyone's on their toes. You're pro- you're not guaranteed the game, mm. and it's the probably toughest thing for Emma Hayes is keeping everyone happy, keeping everyone on her side keeping everyone hungry, nobody throws their toys at the pram because there's going to be a lot of like disappointed people at times when they're not in the starting eleven. So it's, she, she's got to keep them on board for when they do come in that they're they're fired into and yeah. But I mean well, it's just star study, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um she made in that midfield, could you not? I could not see you in that midfield. Right, okay. Maybe I don't know. Right then. Maybe not. Maybe another time. Um, maybe you just close your eyes and go to sleep and then dream about that. That'd be great. Talk to me about Magdalena Erickson left back. That's is that unusual? Well, no, she has been there, hasn't she? They've been doing that. Um, I've not, I've not seen the game or how they set up. But are they, are they playing with a back three or? Mm-hmm. They play, well, they played with a back three yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Millie Bright, as usual, at centre back, she's a rock. I was meant to be interviewing her today. Oh right, but it's cancelled. She was cancelled because of the snow. At least I think it was that. Yeah. Um, but I cannot wait to talk to her. She also mentioned Emma Hayes in one of her interviews. I think she's got about ten captains in her team. Ten international. Oh wow! Okay. Well, yeah. Just she's mm-hmm. got a team of leaders, leaders as yeah. well. So when you go on to face them, do you take that into consideration? Not really. No. Um, it's just one of those things when you've got um, that amount of quality in your team, they're probably going to be the best of the best in their in their countries too. But Emma like that because she knows it will drive standards everywhere. There's there's not just a couple of players driving standards. She's got 10, 10 captains pushing and driving standards. So it's quite incredible. Um 27 points on the table. They're at the top going into the, the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, which will be so a nice happy with that. Nice little feel of that. But the, also Arsenal United City have that game in hand as well. So Arsenal could catch up goal level and points. Then you look at goal difference. Chelsea ahead. Yeah. Um, so they'll have a little bit of a job to do just to chase their tails in that situation. But keep in mind, sorry, just going back there about Chelsea um switching off. They're off the back of Champions League too. So they've done great to probably come out and score three goals and then they've switched off. So yeah, I don't think there's any worry there whatsoever. 
Um, remember last season how it was they were going down to the wire some games or scoring last minute games, but they're, they're they're champions and they've got so much so much experience and they'll gather momentum along the way. Emma Hayes will be delighted going on top of top of the league right now. Job done. Christmas. Champions League as well. Yeah, again this week and next week. So we've got another two games. Yeah, one Arsenal are the same. So God, what a, tight, a busy schedule. It's a very very busy schedule, and she's mentioned as well in the importance of making sure players get that time mm-hmm. and get that recovery period. You're not getting it, and if you're in Champions League at the minute, are you? It's, it, it is a tough, a tough time of the year for them. I wouldn't know because I'm never there. I can't. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we actually finish up next week. We finish up on the 16th. And then obviously Katie and stuff, they've they've Arsenal, they've got Champions League too, so they don't finish till like the the twenty second. I'm like, that's my Christmas. <laughs> Do you know? Like, but yeah, that just shows you it's tough. There's there's more fixtures, but yeah, they'll not get much time off. But I'm sure anytime the the Chelsea and Arsenal team get, they'll be allowed to just rest, recover, enjoy time with their family. And it'll be back to business um, mm. after after New Year. Uh, it's going to be close in the table this time around once again. Chelsea 3, Reading 2. Yesterday in the WSL sees Chelsea top of the table. Currently, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for Faker Others, Risha Littlejohn is with me as well. Coming up next, let's discuss Arsenal's win over Aston Villa as the Gunners earn a vital three points in the title race. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Franco and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. Rusha Littlejohn from Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland is with me. Hope you're having a good Monday. I hope you had some time to enjoy the snow before it becomes annoying snow and it just needs to go. Uh, Don't forget, if you miss any of the show at all or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. Very easy to use. You can get all of our shows, all of our schedules, all of our podcasts there. Download the TalkSport app from your app store today. Uh, Rusha is with us. You've been mentioning that you were on your team night out with Aston Villa last night and today has been a test for you. Uh, One game you will be across was at Villa Park yesterday. Of course you were there. Aston Villa won Arsenal four. Um, Go on. Now you're smiling. Reflect with me. (sighs) Tough. Honestly, it was was tough because I was actually managed to get in the director's box and I sat there on my heated seat but my toes were Baltic so that was like my main concern <laughs> um but no you know You're we, terrible. we started very good the first half can I, right I'm going to say this because the game's done so before the game I was slightly concerned because mm. we are down to the bare bones right now Christmas can't come quick enough mm. we've got so many injuries the injury list is growing um and with two two young ones in midfield and that's tough to start for them with against such um, quality, experienced Arsenal players, but I must say, I thought they'd done fantastic. They got stuck in. They'd done everything that was asked of them. Look, I don't actually think it was the four-one game. I know that sounds stupid because yeah, we did switch off. We were stretched in the second half. The last twenty minutes we were very stretched, and we get punished against a quality Arsenal side. But I was really proud of the girls the first half because I thought we actually put in a very good performance. We were uh, we played some nice football at times. Um, the goal, for example, I thought that was actually beautiful. Yeah, fair play to Kirsty Hansen. She took mm. that well. Lovely ball that to build up. Yeah, that's it. Rich Daly does the wee, the wee dummy. Lets it go on through to Kenza. Kenza plays it out, and uh, Kirsty takes it well. So it was a, it was a, a very enjoyable goal, but it's a shame that um, it ended up four one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the scoreline reflected the performance uh, from Aston Villa as well. But that's the thing with Arsenal. The Ruth is a clinical up front. They've got options coming at the back. And side. that's it. We we we. Such there's only two players that we could bring off the bench 
really. I know with some of the academy girls came up um, and were there, but you're asking a lot of them to go on and play against Arsenal. So even that, when people were tired and you, you want to make changes, you can't because no one, to, no one to bring on. And that, that's not an excuse, but it, it doesn't help. Look, Arsenal were still not saying we would beat Arsenal, but we'd maybe not have conceded four goals. We'd like to make that a bit more competitive. Well, perhaps maybe uh, a few weeks ago might have been more of an opportunity to cause upset over Arsenal, but now they've got two of the best defenders in the world back on their pitch with yeah. Leah Williamson and Souza. Rafa Souza started yesterday, Leah Williamson then came on in the second half. Um, also, they've got Vivian Amidema, who's found an incredible three form three. again. Since she's been back. Three, three and three. three. Yeah. Champions League last week. She got oh, was Everton Champions and Champions League the week before. Mm-hmm. So that's four and four. Oh, wow. That's four and four. Well done. Uh, found her shooting boots. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. But I will say, though, also the goals that we did concede. Yes, it was, a, I think, they had a good goal in there, but some that we've not defended well. So that's on us, which is disappointing. Makes it seem a lot worse. That, um, it wasn't quality moments from Arsenal. Some of it was our own downfall. But we move. We go again, that good old saying. But yeah, the break can't really come quick enough. Yeah, and also that that conceded goal when it went level, it was a bit of an own goal. You yeah. know, the defensive problems yeah. at the back there, with which actually we saw a glimmer of mm-hmm. Russia in the second half as well. There was that defensive moment at the back when the ball was just lingering. And Viviana Medellin was making a run towards, I think it was Rachel Corsi, um, and a couple of pairs at the back and the three of them are like who's going to who's going to blast this ball out of here mm-hmm. did you see that little shaky moment when it's just maybe communication could be right. worked on there okay uh, but yeah I mean an incredible win for Arsenal going up to Villa Park as well what was it like being at Villa Park good to be back there again and we're going to see that more yeah, this year yeah we've been there a few times this season but I've actually not featured the song. I've just been in the stand. I'm literally like a season ticket holder. You've got That's a wee, you know, like a little yeah. name engraved. Well, I've, I've now found my way up to director's box. I'm sure they'll probably be trying not to let that happen again. Um, but I did quite enjoy it up there. It was warm. It was comfy. Um, I missed it on the food though. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't want to like cross the line too soon. I know. Um, um, on that note, we should probably ask on, you came back to from injury from your broken foot yeah. or your fractured foot. You played 45 minutes in the cup. Yes. Everything went well. The next day, I think you sneezed and pulled a muscle in your calf. What's the situation with your injury? I, your, the your schedule stop. had kind of changed a little bit because um, just because of the, the, the fixtures, what we are, our week was looking and then had a day off after the Durham game, um, which by the way, 45 minutes against Durham, I think I'll be up with the Ballon d'Or after that performance, Do I must say. Apparently you were uh, outstanding. Oh, honestly, I've lost it in there. <laughs> Durham are really, are, are like... Um, <laughs> Durham are actually a tough team. They're very physical. They are, um, um, and they enjoy the County Cup. They they enjoy playing the WSL teams just to sh- you know show what they can do and mix it up a bit. So anyway, that was my forty five minutes over and done. But yes, what happened is I was training, prepping for the United game, uh, and it was worst. like what three days before the United game, doing the prep. Everything went well. Done warm up. Done a rondos. Went into the main part of the session. Started running, and my my calf just started like cramping or. It was a weird feeling, but I tried to run through it, but it wasn't going to allow me. And then, yeah, got a wee scan, we grade one tear. But it could always be worse, couldn't it? It could always be worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks though. Going into Christmas break, um, it is the time now when you look at a new year ahead, 2023, fingers crossed for full fitness and no injuries yeah. for you. That would be great. I mean, the only plus side is I'm looking going well. I'm injured technically right now, so I can probably rip this a wee bit more. Really, really enjoy the Christmas period. <laughs> Um, and then I'll come back and just yeah, be like, well, well I'm it all the pies. That's that. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Um, also, I want to just point out uh, that 
Katie McCabe from Arsenal oh, scoring oh, yeah. yesterday against your team. Yeah. How annoying is that when, when your partner scores? She always scores against my team. Yeah. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, she scored. So she played right wing yesterday. She did. Great game. But yeah, she, she did a good game. She was busy. She was, yeah. Yeah, and she scored again. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to go home and see her. Yeah, it should be a great Christmas. Yeah, it should be oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, no, fair enough. Um, good game from Arsenal yesterday. Unlucky to Aston Villa, but we should point out it's 11 injuries. And in that's 11, 11 injuries. They actually did the table yesterday on the on the warm-up show uh, on Sky Sports who had the rights to the game. And they went through all of the injuries. And it is just, it's exceptional. We can actually <laughs> make like an injured team of 11s now or like two five-side games with injured girls. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Fingers crossed for 2023 in Aston Villa. But it ended Aston Villa 1, Arsenal 4. We can hear now from Arsenal boss Jonas Edeval as the Gunners keep their title hopes well and truly alive. It's the most difficult thing to manage your emotions uh, when you when you can see the goal that early because it's easy that you lose patience you lose balance you take rushed decisions because you try to correct things immediately and if you can see the second goal then you created a mountain to climb so it's a it's a difficult moment where you really need to manage your patience and emotions the players did it brilliant you want to see the Val Arsenal boss there and we can hear now from Villa boss Carla Ward and how she felt after the game 4-1 definitely doesn't reflect the game itself I thought we played some good stuff at times and ultimately a very good team has hurt us in key moments and I think that's something we're probably disappointed with because overall I think we've played some good stuff you know the third goal is a quality goal um, but overall you know we've played good stuff we've just there's been key moments that you know set piece and, and the first goal we're absolutely not happy with um, but we'll address that and, and make sure that we can improve with that. Carla Ward there Aston Villa manager Rusha Littlejohn from Aston Villa is with us on the show tonight. Uh, the insight has been absolutely exceptional from the director's box <laughs> watching the game uh, for uh, Aston Villa yesterday. Um, talk to me about the, the ambitions once more for Aston Villa this season hoping that everyone does come back to full form. Yeah, look, I think after the break, we will regroup and we'll have, I'm sure we'll have a team meeting of where we're at and where we would like to keep going, where we want to finish up. We'll probably have a look at the games, fixtures and see what, what's realistic for us, what points can we get on the table. We'd said before the season started, we wanted to be at least, at least finish mid-table, around about six spot, but... Obviously, if things are going well, we would really like to. I think fifth would be even would be great for us. I mean, anything is possible. Looking at the table just now, Aston Villa are in sixth. West Ham are just ahead of you in fifth, but of course you've got that game in hand. Um, looking at the goal difference as well, you could leapfrog them that way to fifth in the table. Uh, come the new year as well, got hand it to West Ham. They've been decent. Yeah. They've been very very good yep. this season. We're going to talk about them uh, a little bit later on in the show. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on Talksport Two. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for Faker, others. Rusha Little John from Aston Villa is with us as well. Full of insight and joy. Coming up next, we're going to discuss the Manchester Derby and a big win for the aforementioned West. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Ashley from Putnam Hotspur and you're listening to the Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly here on Top Sport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban. In for Faker Others for our last show of the year 2022. It's been magical. It's been a brilliant season as well so far, heading into the Christmas break. Chelsea are on top. Rusha Littlejohn from Aston Villa is with me on the show tonight. And don't forget, if you miss any of the show, this one's been fun, or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the talk sport app a brilliant app as well download that for yourself as a wee christmas treat it's absolutely free um unbelievable weekend in the wsl a full list of fixtures on sunday uh, to go back over forty-four thousand. 44,000 attended the Manchester Derby at the Etihad Stadium yesterday. Two teams with their sights firmly set on top four, but also a potential title charge as well. This is how it sounded here on TalkSport 2. Player gone, driving towards goal, has got Toon outsider, played it to Toon who took it beautifully, squares it back here, check for gone, shot goes in, and Manchester United lead! Oh, that's all Leah Golton, fantastic play. And City are behind here, remember they've never lost in the Super League era too. Manchester United, not in the league anyway. Kelly again, little drop of the shoulder, goes out, puts in a great ball to the near post, allowed to bounce, and City have their equaliser. They needed that, because I weren't sure where a goal was going to come from. Kelly just took a wide, puts a shot, comes across, it goes all the way across goal. Oh, what a chance. Bruce in the area on the right foot, shoots, just pulls it past the far post. And there's the cheer, because it's a record, and it's a record by some distance, 44,259 in here today. Wow. wahabi has got time here. Surely she's got to put the cross in here. Does put the cross in. What shot header? Straight at Ertz who takes it in on the line. Cross comes in and it's headed. Oh, great save. Wonderful save there. Martha Thomas with a point blank header and Ellie Roebuck somehow stuck an arm up. That is unbelievable by Ellie Roebuck. Well, we came into this one expecting a record crowd and I think the record crowd go on pretty happy. It's on as even. There you go. That was the Manchester Derby yesterday, live and exclusive to Talk Sport to Remy Allen and Mark Wilson on commentary duty there. 
44,000 there at the stadium yesterday. I don't want to have a dig, but I'm pretty sure that's more tickets than the men normally sell out when, when they're at the Etihad oh. Stadium as well. It's a little dig, little cheeky dig, but they're a small fan base. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Oh, I'm going on the naughty list for that. I'm I was actually going to say, you know how you're standing for free covers? Is she back now? Because England are out of the World Cup. Oh! another burn another burn um but yeah they'll be heading back and Faye will be back with you by the way in the new year as well um but yeah let's go back to the Manchester Derby yesterday a one-all draw a very entertaining game oh Manchester United I just I just you cannot rule them out of the title challenge nor can you say you can't keep your eyes off them can you we've spoke about this a few times before and we're saying they're nearly there they're like so close but I, I'd actually say it actually I'm not going to take any credit or that praise I did say I don't think they're ready yet mm. but each game that goes by they're playing some nice football they're playing some really good football and they're competing with the top teams now mm. and that's something that they didn't consistently do so it's interesting to see um, it'll be really interesting to see how the second half of the season goes and when they when they come up against Chelsea and Arsenal again how will they do mm. I think they will get Champions League I'm going to put Who's that in they? there United or City United oh Oh, I think they have to. I don't see so who catches not? them now. City aren't? I would say City don't get Champions right. League. And I would also say then it'll take Manchester United time to find their form in Man- you know, in Champions League football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I actually had this conversation um, with somebody the other week um, during a press conference. And they were talking about the opportunity of developing a Europa League for women's football. Because then you've got so many other teams like United or Manchester City. I mean, Manchester City do get Champions League, but they're always getting knocked out early doors. That actually gives them the opportunity to go in at a higher level and get more experience in these competitions before that step up to Champions League football. It's a good point, but I just wonder is the what what will that UEFA be looking to do that soon? I just don't know. Is it is it is it achievable yet financially for clubs? Can you know that's uh, that's probably the main issue right now. I suppose now FIFA have started a Nations League, haven't yes, they? Yeah, and a Nations them. League for the, for women, mm-hmm. and that's coming at a later time. But actually. The Europa League chat, I think, is something that we have to have in the future moving forward for the growth of the women's game because yeah. you're talking about the WSL being the top women's football league in the world. A lot of people would say that. It's it's probably up there. Yeah, I'd say it's up there. Okay, I'd say it's the best. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's the best, but yes, it's up there. Your opinion on that, there's, there's no right answer. Um, but you've got Chelsea going into Champions League who got battered in Barcelona by Barcelona a couple of seasons ago, getting knocked out in the group stages last year. And now are doing well in the group stages look like they're going to go through. As they progress, if you want the WSL to be seen as one of the top leagues, you need to be competing in Champions League. You know, you, ha- you have to. I agree. I do agree. Um, so give, give teams that, that opportunity to yeah, play at a higher yeah. level. You know, no, it's, it's a very interesting point. And I think I would like to see it happen because, again, then it would, would be more games. I know there's this argument right now. Um, I think Emma Hayes has been to a saying it because obviously it's very tough for Chelsea and Arsenal with Champions League um, international stuff. Yeah, But no other teams are are having that intense schedule. So I would like, I would actually like us to even have more 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 teams in the league mm-hmm. or what you're saying there would actually be very interesting. That, yeah. that would be pretty cool actually. I'm going to put it out there. I should have actually posed Probably. this to a board of directors somewhere along the line instead of just hearing the show with you. <laughs> well, somebody must be because somebody was talking about that recently. I think that somebody has been speaking about it I can't mind who it was because somebody at training was saying about that I mean it's a it's an area that has to be explored it mm-hmm. would give say your likes uh not maybe not Spurs this season 
um, maybe Spurs this season, but West Ham, the likes of, say, Aston Villa. Villa. City, it would give United that step up as well because yeah. say United do get Champions League football you're not going to expect them to run away with it and start beating Barcelona next season you no, know that's, they need to get yeah that's you need to get the platform you need to get up to speed Chelsea for example and Hayes is wanting to win this Champions League so bad but it just it's just not easy it's just yeah. not as quite easy as that I think we've stumbled across something um but to be fair I, I, I do look and think that would be an interesting thing to see reflecting on the Manchester Derby yesterday 44,000 mm. in attendance I knew that the 40,000 tickets had been sold but 44,000 there in attendance it was a very good game it had it all it had the action and it ended in a draw how do teams and players get fans to come along and, and keep doing their bit to grow the women's game well the lionesses has obviously really helped it um this this season what they've done in the euros was fantastic i must say phenomenal and that's really helped them um, with getting these generate these big crowds obviously there's no men's fixtures on right now so it was it was a good time to play at the etihad with when it was a derby so that's how they've got a lot of fans in but it's how how do we do this every week is the question how do we do it because we've, we've already discussed it as a very family oriented sort of day out it's it's not yeah it's family friendly so how can you consistently keep getting these families there every week it's got to be affordable kickoffs have got to be right timing so in case kids are going going back to school in the morning it, there's there's so much to look at but I think we're a while away from, from achieving that but I would like to see like a even if it would say you could be getting like 10,000 yeah. and I think that that would be outstanding if you could do that every week and then you have your bigger games and you get your 60, 40, whatever coming yeah. through the door. We'll get there. We will get there. The game's growing and it won't it won't slow down. Mm, no, it doesn't seem to be doing that at all. Um, on that point as well, I, I was reading recently that the EFL, the, the championship, are looking for the 3 p.m. Saturday blackout to be lifted so they can they can use that time to broadcast more games, grow the grow the fan base, et cetera, as well. But actually, what works is three o'clock on a Saturday. What's been trialled and tested in women's football is the games happening at three o'clock on a Saturday because it works well with family fixtures. But there's that ban on the broadcasts because it pushes people out why is to there games a ban? as well. Why, why did they not show up? Um, because of fans, they want fans to go to the stadiums instead of watching it on the right. TV. Okay. However, it would help to grow the women's game. Yeah, is what they're saying okay. because well, a it'll get eyes on the telly. You know, it'll, it'll bring in a bigger audience from home, but also it works then for young children and families to go along to a stadium at that time of day as well. So I actually think if we could see that in the WSL moving forward as well, that's something that would help grow the game um, for sure. But um, incredible performance, both from City and Manchester United. Uh, goals yesterday from Manchester City from Laura Coombs, assisted by Chloe Kelly. And uh, also uh, a lovely assist again from Ella Toon to Leah Galton for Manchester United, which opened the the scoring um Ella Toon cannot mm. seem to put a foot wrong yeah she's flying I think she's buzzing off the back of the Euros again everything seems to be going our way she's she's in good form we we played them last week at Old Trafford and she did another great game a couple of assists but she makes it look very easy she's very good at what she does she's very good at she makes these runs to try and drag players out of position um she'll get in um, the full back pockets higher up the pitch and and she just, yeah, she's just so hard to pick up. She just moves. She moves everywhere. She's she's a real nuisance, real pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very, very good at what she does. And she's got an eye for goal herself. But I think she's getting, um, she's very, very technical. And then um, she's her assists. I wonder how many assists she's actually on right now. Because she's definitely got a few then, um, these last couple of games. Player of the month 
Alessia Russo at Manchester United. All oh, right. Um, okay. From the PFA. Okay. I, I, I mean, we've discussed this in the show many a times. Can't fault her. But yeah, a brilliant performance as well from May Letissi. What a signing she's been. Oh, yeah. She's, and she's, she's young. She's solid. I think she's at a good club because she's really going to develop there. Uh, fair play to them. And Mark Skinner, the job that he's doing at Manchester United as manager has been brilliant. He spoke after the game and has reflected on the season so far. And here's what he had to say. Even when we're defending, I felt that we were excellent. We showed a lot of growth and character and commitment and personality and all the things I'm asking so for me as a coach one of the pleasant things I'm seeing that on the field and like it's all credit honestly credit to players we know they win we know they draw they lose and it looks like it's all them but as a collective group this group's magnificent Manchester United boss Mark Skinner there Manchester City are still in the conversation as well for a potential title race you can't pull them out let's hear now from their manager Gareth Taylor we certainly looked really good in the second half and could have won it maybe two or three one, but like I said previously, you know, then Ellie makes a, a wonder save down the other end, uh, and that's why sometimes you don't always get what you deserve. But probably both of us would be satisfied with a with a draw. Gareth Taylor there uh, speaking after the game and that derby at the Etihad yesterday. Can you would you rule them out the title race just now, Russia? City, yeah, yeah, I do. I do think um, they've still got a, a good, strong squad. But I just don't think they're on the level right now of Chelsea and Arsenal. And on the matter of United, they have to keep the likes of, um, obviously, to sign the new contracts. But Alessio Russo, they've got to keep them together because that partnership is unplayable right now. Imagine they split them up. That's what I mean. It would so be, like be like back to square one, I think. Oh. It would be back to square one. I, so. I can't imagine them not playing with each other or really? next to each other. I find that very, very strange prospect. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, unless you take her. That'd be great. Uh, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport 2. I hope you're having a good evening. My name is Shabana Hare and in for Faker Others. Coming up next, we'll do a quick recap of what happened with Spurs against West Ham yesterday. A brilliant win for the Hammers. And we're going to round up the rest of the week's news and review an incredible year that it's been for the Lionesses. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on Talk Sport 2. Good evening, how are you? You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's footy. Lovely to be with you tonight. My name's Shabana Hearn. And for Faker Others, Risha Littlejohn from Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland is with us as well. Don't forget, by the way, we are available on a podcast. So if you've missed anything or you want to listen to this award-winning programme, especially this one tonight, one more time, uh, head to the TalkSport app and you can listen to the podcast there. Uh, before we went to the break we discussed Spurs and West Ham brilliant win for West Ham over yeah. Spurs yesterday Spurs will be like what on earth yeah. they won't That's, be happy no they won't um, big big result for West Ham Derby too and I've seen that Sissoko scored yeah she, 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 took very well. she took a goal very well did you see it I didn't see the goal no yeah she um, burst through but she's rapid nobody can catch her she just burst through good good touch runs on you and then she chips the keeper Keeper nearly gets it, but it goes in and off she goes. So she's went from, what was it, villain to hero. She was a bit of a villain from that red card um, was, yeah. after what happened. Yeah. You see the mailing and giving her the old slap up yep. um, in that game. So this must have been her first game back because she would have had a good few games. She, she was out for, for a games? while. Three, four games? She was out for like five games, was yeah. I think it was. Um, right. Something incredible mm-hmm. like that. But she come back all guns blazing. Yeah. A brilliant goal for her. Another goal from Dagny Brinsjars-Dottier. I'm going to look at the table just now just to see where she's at in terms of um, scorers because she has been outstanding. Yeah, she's got season. a few goals. I don't know how many, but she's definitely got a few goals. Um, 
Oh, interesting. I actually thought she had more. It's five goals so far this season. Bunny Shaw Shaw at the top with eight goals. Rachel Daly also on eight goals as well. Brilliant for her. Uh, Frank Kirby on six goals. Stengel, Katie Stengel from Liverpool on six. Sam Kerr five. And Bridge Jars Dottie on five. But I loved it at the Euros, watching her play for Iceland at the Euros and having her kids there. Do you know Iceland have more mothers than any team than any... Oh, really? More mothers. I think it's something like five or six mums. That's quite nice. Playing that icing yeah. squad and they all bring their kids along. And I was like, oh, this is fab. Um, but she she's absolutely brilliant uh, and a great game for her. When you look at the table then, do you see Spurs and West Ham? Is it is it a mid-table finish for them? Is it higher? What do you think is going to happen? I feel like, I think we spoke about this before, but I think Spurs will be disappointed to be dropping points. They seem to not be able to score many goals. I think they had a game good few weeks back, mind, where they like, got eight now. Yeah, they, they fired a few goals in and then it just seemed to have cooled off again. I, there's I, been a lot of changes though, to the team, a lot of changes to the team and there's not got to be that bedding in set a period. But yeah, interesting. I think, um, to be fair, Spurs will be doing a bit of business in the January window because they are missing, like, say, Kaya Simon just an out and out. Yeah, if you're up at front. Forward, yes, yeah. they've got they've got injuries. But um, Rianne Skinner was asked about it actually by by one of our reporters at Talksport, Kim uh, Kim Kothari had asked, you know, are you not looking for a striker? And she went, "We just want eight now. Why would you Why would you ask me that?" And oh, she really? kind of bit head off. Um, to be fair, um, but I actually think it, it would be interesting to see if they do some business in the window because I feel it might be needed um, from Spurs. Um, but yeah, currently in the table, West Ham fifth with Paul Koncheski. Do they seem to be a bit more of a feared side at the minute, West Ham? I'm I'm, I'm not sure if, it, if it's people fear them, but they obviously have a good togetherness. They must have a good team spirit there because uh, they're really getting some good results on the boards and they, they've not got a massive squad either. Mm. No, it's not a massive squad and there's... Um, I think on the bench and stuff, it's not very experienced. So they've, they've obviously got a good good togetherness. And um, yeah, but it's interesting. Good to see them. Good to yeah. see them doing well. Absolutely. Your former club as well, for a brief spell. That was right. That I was there. <laughs> I, I didn't really play, but um, it was um, I actually really enjoyed my time at the club when I was there. I did okay. enjoy it. Met some good people. Back in the team, actually, with... Um, Kenza Daly and Lisa Yes. What yes. a squad. Um, so, you've been to more clubs than Tiesto. How many times are going to use this one? I know, it's a cracker. But it's I just love to know it is. It's just, I love doing initiations. I just love every, all eyes on me. And I, <laughs> and I sing or I do something stupid and everyone just watches that. That's that's just why I'm in clubs. Wait, you need to realise that you're now 32. And it's time to, it's time to grow up. Time to grow up a little bit. Um, Women's Champions League match day for review, we're going to look ahead to match day five as well. Uh, Arsenal beating Juventus 1-0. Bayern Munich beating Barcelona 3-1. What on earth was OMG, that? I don't know where I've been, but... Did you miss the that? I've seen this, yes. Seriously. Can I just look out there? Like, it's not that I'm not watching football. Moved house, didn't I? You did move house. But no Wi-Fi. It's delayed and you keep delaying it. Um, but yeah, Bayern, Bayern Munich beat Barcelona 3-1 last week in the Champions League. It looks oh. like Bayern and Barca are going to move out the group. Um, but that was a little bit of an upset for the cards and it beat then Barcelona. Now they've had that beaten run. You know, they were kind of perfect in Champions League so far this season. Uh, and also Real Madrid against Chelsea, decent game. Enjoyed that one. Ended one all as well. Um, Real Madrid, they have been good. They've been a little bit disappointing in times in the Champions League, but you get Caroline I mean, here again. Relatively new, aren't they? They're relatively new playing in the Champions League. So they've actually, they've, they're probably, what would say, over-excelling right now. Um, but they've obviously got money to spend and they've got a very good team. Um, they're not quite on Barcelona's level yet, but I'm sure they won't be far away if they, they keep investing and, yeah, 
be um, I'll be looking forward to actually watching these games as a uh, soon as you get when I get Wi-Fi and I can watch the games, it's going to be um, really fun after um, the break. Yeah, you might actually see it by the time we get to the Champions League final. You'll be all caught up. Um, upcoming this week as well, you've got Arsenal against Lyon. That's on Thursday. I believe Arsenal only have to get a point and they are sort of sorted. You're very yeah. right about that. Arsenal need the point and then they go through. Uh, Lyon had been chasing their tails ever so slightly, but they are looking uncomfortable to come out of the group. Don't want to say that too soon. Uh, Juventus as well, looking mm. pretty good. You know, pretty good. Yep. Arsenal did get that win last week, but Juventus, they've got Joe Montemuro, yeah. who's Arsenal's course old coach. Um, who they play that bit Montemuro ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he's a brilliant coach. I spoke to him last week as well. He's a nice guy. Really nice guy. Very friendly. Very they friendly. Who's was, was this? No, not no, not at all. It's nothing I ever have to worry about. Uh, Velasnia against Chelsea this week. How do you see that one going? I mean, again, they're a team who are getting there, but they're not going to progress in the Champions League unless they kind of get that push and that help and exposed to that higher level. Yeah, well, yeah, Chelsea win that all day, don't they? Um, is that what you were referring to, Chelsea? Yeah. You were yeah. Referring, yeah. Um, yeah, Chelsea won that. For, for me, yeah, you're looking at the teams coming out of the groups. So I don't think there's going to be any real shocks or surprises. But that's where, do you want the Champions League to get more competitive so that the groups are tougher? Mm-hmm. Um, when will we get there? I'm not sure. But yeah, really, really interesting to see. I'll be looking forward to watching it because it's going to heat up and there's big, big... This sounds bad. I know it sounds bad. But I'm not really bothered about the games, the, uh, the group stages right now. Is that bad? Because um, it's not bad. I mean, it's not acceptable. The big, guns, the big guns are there and you want to see the big guns play, you know? Yeah. I want to see now Chelsea progress to a final and win it. I feel that I, I could, we could see Arsenal and Chelsea in a final. You know, I feel like everyone looks at Barcelona. Some right, people just Arsenal are going to the final. They're not going to the final, yeah. They're not. It's not. Exclusive. Um, Leon, to be fair, by the way, like I feel people still discredit them. And then they go to the final last year round and beat Barcelona. I mean, they're always in the final, aren't they? They're normally in the final. So it was just a, a shock to their system how they started the group and getting battered by Arsenal 5 1, 5 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On their home turf. They didn't see that coming. But again, it's it's not always, you're going to have these days at the office where things go against Again, they've for, got injuries as well. Yeah, they're missing out of Higberg, you know, and the like. So the, the, they will hopefully see a turnaround as they progress in the competition. Arsenal will be delighted that they've got. The majority of their players back, obviously, Beth made his long-term injury. Kim Little must be getting closer. And apart from that, they've got pretty much a, a full-strength squad, which is just in time for these games. And yeah. then, obviously, the break, they'll be looking to hit the ground running. You have to credit Arsenal for maintaining that standard across the competitions that they've been part in with missing so many key players. You have to credit. We will. We'll give them a wee well done for that. We pat in the back. Well done, girls. <laughs> uh, you've also got PSG against Real Madrid this week in match day five in the Champions League as well. Like we say, it's hotting up. Uh, let's hope moving out the group stages, we're going to see some big fixtures. Um, I think we have to take this opportunity as well because it's our last show uh, of the year uh, to review an outstanding year for the Lionesses. Risha, you play the Republic of Ireland. You're always going to give it the banter and the rivalry but wow we were how do they build and move forward with a world cup just around the corner they are in with a real chance i'm sure at this world cup they'll know it they'll obviously keep it in-house but they'll be very confident very confident be interesting to see neither the same who does who goes what squad does she goes with does she go with a similar one or will there be some changes because some players maybe aren't playing as much football as they would like to and i think she's um she, she she'll be quite strict on that. Aye, she'll not. She'll be like, "Well, you need to be playing to be in yeah, the squad." Yeah. So it's it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, fair play to them. They've been absolutely outstanding, and um, 
they've been great for the women's game. They've been great for the WSL. And uh, they are all probably very nice young women. Um, and I think people are seeing that. I mean, look at Jill Scott going on a I'm a Celeb and she absolutely smashed it and the nation loves her. Like, she's just, wow. Yeah. So they're, they're good people. They're good people too. Absolutely. I uh, agree with that. And um, Beth Mead is one of those players mm-hmm. who's never scared to give an honest interview. Uh and the fans enjoy our chat yep. you know she's open she's honest you get an insight to what she's like and I know that won't last forever in the women's game yeah. but for now fans have that real insight and almost feel like they have that relationship with players yeah. because at the end of the game you might get an autograph or a selfie or you know whatever like that and it's nice and it won't last forever um, but Beth Mead's the favourite to win the Sports Personality of the Year award she's currently recovering from an operation she had her ECL uh, injury she is out for quite some time you can only hope and hope and pray that Beth Mead is fit and available for England after the incredible display she put on during the Euros yeah um, well how many months does that give her I don't it's, it would be very soon it just depends how her, her rehab and recovery goes but for me right now I'm going god that, that would be too soon but look she's at a very good club they've got great medical care and you know anything is possible but it might just come too soon for her but she's been outstanding. Um, and again, I think she's a lovely girl, lovely girl, really down to earth. And what she's done, it, um, our goal scoring form for England is outstanding. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a few of them with some really uh, unreal records, like really good. But mm. anytime she's in the box, the ball falls to her, she's in the net. She's really composed in front of goal. And confident. really calm. Confident. Yeah, that's one of her strengths, actually. I think just getting the ball, she's just, she's just calm, composed. She might do a wee shammy, a wee touch, moves the ball and just slots in his side netting most of the time yeah I, I do like Beth yeah um recovery to Beth Mead we wish you all the best because she has been uh, a real light for England and for a club uh, outstanding over the last couple of seasons so we wish her a speedy recovery and back to full health and back on a pitch hopefully at some point in 2023 um Rusha Little John from Aston Villa thank you very much for your time and your analysis I can only apologize actually yeah. I can only apologize but like we have said it was a night out and I am a little bit tender and you're lucky you have me here <laughs> So I hope everyone else is um, happy with that too. I feel that you've brought some festive cheer and everyone should be feeling festive at the minute. It's Christmas, you're allowed to get away with it. Yeah. Um, we need to thank Mark Wilson for his commentary yesterday. Uh, producer Will, Remy Allen as well, and all the, the managers who joined us on the show and you as ever. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being across it all year uh, as well. And if you miss any of it, listen back on the podcast on the Talk Sport app. It's the winter break now. We're going to be back in the new year as the WSL resumes. Fake it others. Your host is also going to be back with you in the hot seat to keep you up to date. So have a lovely Christmas and a very, very happy new year. And we'll see you soon. Coming up next here on Talk Sport 2, it's the EFL show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.